Welcome to C Squared, reviews beyond the speed of light. Hi and welcome to C Squared. I'm Christopher. And I'm Karma. And as you can probably tell, this is... Same shirts, different movie. <laughs> this is our sequel. Appearance. <laughs> yes. To... Incredibles, Incredibles 2! <laughs> We've just returned from seeing Incredibles 2 and we have... Some thoughts. thoughts about that film. Yes, this is fresh. It's fresh. Uh, to start off, I think we're giving this one three planets. Yes. Not four. It's just the mere fact that it's a sequel and not something completely original means it's going to be not quite as brilliant and mind-blowing right. as yes. the first one. However... Uh, it's not without merit. It was by no means a bad film. No, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Well, one of the things, if you know about Pixar films, one of their original statements before they were taken over by Disney was that with the exception of the three Toy Story movies, they didn't make sequels. Everything they did was a completely new movie, and then it was on to something completely different, and they weren't going to go back and retread old ground. Disney being the supermassive mega conglomerate that it is, mm -hmm. we want sequels, sequels, sequels. Right. Because that's and where the money is. That's where the money is. Franchises. Yeah. Most of the Pixar sequels have been okay. They've, yeah. been, they've been pretty good. Yeah. Um, with the exception of Cars 2, I don't think any of them have really been bad. But yeah. none of them have really been as good as the originals. Right. And that's kind of true. Well, I, I guess that's true of Incredibles yeah. 2 also. Yeah. As we say, just because it's not brand new, it's not quite as thrilling. But there's a lot of merit. Yeah, I mean, well. I really enjoyed watching the film. I laughed, and I had fun. It was, it was a fun flick. Yeah, it really was. Well, let's break it down. One of the things I found a really interesting narrative choice yes. in this film to begin it immediately yes. after the events of the first Incredibles film, which, in the version we saw in the theater, there was a little trailer or notice or something beforehand where you had Craig T. Nelson and Holly Hunter and Samuel L. Jackson, who do some of the major voice work in the film, right. reminding us that it's been 14 years. I know. We In the last video, I think we guessed well, it was seven. We guessed it was seven or eight. <laughs> That's a long time. That's a long time. And so, I, as I say, it was a very interesting choice to pick up immediately where the last one is. Yeah, because now, now, in case you don't remember, the first movie ends with the underminer. Oh, you know. the, big, the big villain digging <laughs> up from under the ground. Yes. And so here, the movie begins in the parking lot. Well, actually, it begins with an interview after the parking lot scene, but then it immediately cuts yeah. to the parking lot scene with the, I am the underminer, I live under you, but uh, there's nothing under me. And, <laughs> and they have to battle the underminer. And, and he gets away. And he gets away. Which... And he's never caught, so maybe we have a third one. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> This was an interesting narrative choice in that, given that it was, has been 14 years since the last film, I didn't know what to expect going into this movie. I'd seen the trailer, and other than the fact that it's more about Elastigirl this time, you didn't really know much about the film. It very easily could have been Violet's in college now, and Dash is in high school, and Jack-Jack is, is, is in what middle school? And it could have been 14 years later, but they did, chose not to do that. Right. So it picks up immediately after and is the struggles that the Incredible Family is having now because superheroes are still illegal. 
Yes. So they managed to stop the Underminer's big attack on the city, but there's massive destruction as they're always Yeah, is. And they and get arrested. The they, entire family. The entire family arrested. gets arrested, and they get told by, that the government isn't covering them for them anymore. They're completely on their own, and they end up living in this seedy hotel. Right. Until... Until this mystery rich guy shows up. Now, what I thought was interesting is that now the mystery guy who's helping the superheroes is this slick marketing guy. And he's all, yay, we're going to bring back supers and make them legal again. And I think it's interesting that... Spoilers. Spoilers. This review is going to be full of spoilers. We probably should have said that at the beginning. Yeah. If you haven't seen it yet and you don't want to be spoiled, shut off the review now. Yes. So anyway... Fair warning. Fair warning. So anyway, in most stories, it's usually the slick marking guy who's the bad guy. And then he has the sister who's like this creative, artistic, technology genius type. And she ends up being the bad guy. Yeah, it's a very interesting choice. As Karma says, almost always, the creative person is the good guy, which you would expect from filmmakers right. because they're all pride themselves on their creativity right. and they right. all hate the suits in marketing who make them do stuff. This was an interesting choice for yeah. the filmmakers to kind of admit that, well, the creative people sometimes can be evil and screwed up. <laughs> and the marketing guy seems all completely enthused about superheroes yes. and that he thinks they're great. And it turns out at the end, that's exactly what he believes. Yes. He's 100% sincere. He's 100% sincere. And he's a big fan of supers. And, of course, there's a whole backstory of their parents got killed because the father believed in supers, but... The supers were gone, and they didn't save him, so they, he gets killed, and then the mother dies of heartache of like a month later. Or right, something. their father is killed like immediately after superheroes had been outlawed. One of the things we mentioned in our first uh, review of the first Incredibles film is how amazing the number of callbacks are to the James Bond genre, to mm -hmm. film genre, to tons of comic book stuff. One of the major points in this film is... Yes, the villain is motivated by the fact that her parents were murdered. She thinks because instead of doing the sensible thing, they called the superheroes for help and expected superheroes to save them. Um, superheroes make us weak. Yes, yeah, superheroes make us weak. Well, just as the first Incredibles film had in its situation of superheroes being outlawed, banned by government legislation, that's a pretty clear callback to the 1985 novel Watchmen by Alan Moore. In this, uh, Incredibles 2... The villain, this woman who goes by the name Screen Slaver. Yeah, which is great. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful name. It's like the Underminer. She's motivated, or at least says she's motivated, by you superheroes are evil because they make people sit around and make people weak just waiting to be rescued. You right. spend all your time looking up to all these people. You don't want to hide. Save you. You, you, you don't do anything for yourselves. And this is a callback, and I suspect it's deliberate. I, as we've said before, the guys who create these movies are marinated in all this stuff. This is not an original idea. To my knowledge, the first person who brought up this idea that, well, people becoming dependent on superheroes to save them might not always be a good thing, mm -hmm. I think was first mentioned by the writer Elliot S. Magan in his novel Last Son of Krypton in 1978. It was mentioned again in, in Watchmen. And, of course, it was a major theme in Mark Wade and Alex Ross's comics miniseries, Kingdom Come, in 1996. Mm -hmm. So, what, the reason I mention that is because it shows the tremendous, if you'll pardon the phrase, literacy <laughs> the guys who work for Pixar have with the genres with which right. they're Right, I mean, this is a comic superhero movie, so it would make sense that there would be 
a literary richness from the comic world. Right, exactly so. Let's dig a little deeper into this. Nobody ever makes a counter-argument verbally to what the villain says. Their actions speak for them, which you would expect of superheroes. Because one of the underlying themes was, who are these people who do things just because it's right? What's wrong with these people? There's a there's a delightful line in it that where somebody says uh, politicians. The politicians <laughs> don't like superheroes. They don't trust people who do something just because it's the right thing to do. Right. Which is just a nice dig at the political system. Right. But there's a deeper idea here in that the villain, the screen slaver, is saying that she's talking about superheroes, but for a moment she also talks about how you don't live life. You do everything on your screen. You don't play games. You watch game shows. You don't travel. You watch travel shows. You don't yeah. live life. You watch reality shows. Right. Which I think is a richer critique that never really gets refuted. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it's, it's a commentary on the way we're, I mean, we're glued to our screens. We really are. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what I'd do without my smartphone. Well... <laughs> It's difficult for us to critique this too much because what are we doing? We're having a video blog on a screen talking about stuff we watch on screens. So this is getting really meta here. Yeah, Ooh. Ooh. yeah. We, we, better, we better get back to the movie before, okay. before this gets so, a little too deep So let's talk a little us. bit about the things that we thought were less good. One of the things I didn't care for in this movie was the way Mr. Incredible is portrayed. In the first movie, you see that Mr. Incredible is not happy in his job after the heroes have been forced to retire. Elastigirl, his wife, seems much more grounded. Mm -hmm. You get the sense that maybe she's not 100% thrilled to be forcibly retired, but she's a mom. She loves her kids. She loves taking care of the baby. She's fine with being at home with the kids because this is the law and this is what we have to do now. Mr. Incredible, meanwhile, is just incredibly frustrated being in this office job that he hates and he sneaks around as we talked about in our last review he sneaks around behind his wife's back doing right. superhero stuff and you sort of get the sense that in the first movie it just seems like he's frustrated right. because he's motivated to go out and help people and he's not being allowed to do that yeah he's not allowed to use his gifts that's right you could go into a deeper analysis here of roles of men versus women. Right. I'm not but sure that's, a, that's not a good place for us to go, other than to simply say that Elastigirl was happy being a mom. Mr. Incredible was not at all happy having an office job. In this film, we get to see Elastigirl do all the superheroics, which is great. I think yeah. it's awesome to see a strong, powerful female role model. Yes. The thing I didn't like is Mr. Incredible ends up staying home with the kids, and he sort of ends up being portrayed as this bumbling slob dad who can't handle anything around the house. Yeah. He's incompetent. He's, he's not Mr. Incredible, he's Mr. Incompetent. Right. Which I just kind of didn't like for the sake of balance, because he comes off, you, you come off with the idea that, well, Elastigirl can handle being a hero, and she can handle being at home both. Right. But equally... Little, little effort on both parts. Yeah. I mean, it's very easy and for this to do is, everything. And this is something we've talked about before, where there's a lot of stuff in the media where in order to make the woman strong, you have to make the man weak. And that doesn't, that's not necessarily the case. It doesn't, right. it's not. I mean, you see that in Xena. Yeah, often, um, often. Often. You see it 
where else? Um, well, I mean, you, even in sitcoms, you know, the oh, moms, the time competent, moms are competent, dads are bumbling, and or commercials, commercials, and so easy, even a man can do it. Often pride, so easy, a man can do it. Often pride, so easy, a man can do it. <laughs> yeah, and mm. you know, women have their strengths, men have their strengths. Both can be strong. <laughs> Both can be now, strong. The, which is one reason, not to get too far off track, why I really liked the film Wonder Woman. Obviously, Wonder Woman is the heroine. Obviously, she's the one who's super mega competent. She has all the powers. She's clearly the hero of the film, as she ought to be. Yes. Nobody expects a man to be the hero of a Wonder Woman film. In no. fact, it would be horrible if he was. But, but Steve, Steve Trevor isn't a total incompetent. Yeah. Uh, he's a comp... He, those of you who used to play the role-playing game champions, he'd be... Uh, a competent NPC, <laughs> non-player character. Oh. He's he's um the kind of a competent sidekick. Right. He's not super, but he can sort of hold his own, and you, and can, you does, can see why she likes him and why she and lets him hang And he's heroic in the end. And he's heroic in the so, end. So there, that was one thing that was not so good. Not, not something. Not not quite as good. My ideal is to see a strong woman and a strong man. If the woman is the hero, great. The man can be in the background, but he doesn't have to be an idiot. The same is true, or ought to be true, if you have a male hero and there's a woman, she doesn't need to be a fainting damsel in distress. She can be smart and competent, it's just that she doesn't happen to be the hero of this story. Right. Well, it's kind of like Iron Man and... Pepper. Pepper. Who, she, who she, runs, she runs this corporation. Yeah, I mean, she's smart and competent, and yeah. that's part of the reason why he likes her. Yes. But anyway, getting back to The Incredibles, the other thing I thought was a little weak was the new superheroes you meet. They were all yes. very caricaturized. Some of them were grotesque. They obviously made fun of... Stereotypes. So you have the old guy who's reflux, which was kind of gross. He barfed up lava. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's, it's another. It's another nasty. And then there was a, There were a couple people. of the big guys who were stupid, Just dumb, you know? including the one from Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, and the crusher. How can you uncrush? I don't understand. Just crush. And, and, and the one girl, Void, who had a really cool superpower, she's just like, oh, a fangirl. And then there was ones of them where you looked at them and you weren't quite sure they were even supposed to be human beings. Yeah, like there was the one of short owl guy. guy. Yeah. I don't know what his thing was. Yeah, and even Reflex looked like a frog. Yes. So yeah, it was just... It, it would have been nice to see these new supers looking, well, more super and a little less freakish. Yeah, because, I mean, yes, Mr. Incredible is oversized, but he kind of looks human. Mm, yeah, he's, car mean, he, he's caricatured in being so big and huge. Right, but he's still, but he's not He's not weird. freakish. He's not freakish. Yeah. And, and neither are the rest of the, the Incredibles, but these new, and uh, Frozone. Looks perfectly normal. Perfectly, perfectly normal, but these new heroes, it's like the new crop is not so good. And, and, and even the ones that they had on the side were very 
Very, very caricature. There's, there's one scene where you don't get to see any of these characters do anything, but they're supposed to be a multinational team of superheroes, and they're very caricatured. The one from Sweden or Norway has a sweater up to here and has blonde hair, and the one from Russia has a big bearskin hat. And yeah. It's yeah. kind of silly. So there was you know, some characters, but all it, that aside... It, it kind of felt like the art design was just... A little less than this one. I don't think they put as much thought. I think this really was, you know, it's time to do a sequel because it'll make some money. And they were able to get all the actors back together because all the original voices, voice actors were there. Well, it was really true of, um, to some degree, of of Craig T. Nelson, who voices Mr. Incredible, too. But the one I really noticed, Holly Hunter's voice, who she plays Elastigirl, really sounds older than she did in the last film. Well, it's... He's 14 years. years. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, those are nitpicks, really. really. The, when it, but that's the fun of being a fan. Yes. The, the ultimate experience is, do you enjoy the film? When you go to it, did you escape and have a good time? And I say yes. Oh, absolutely yes. So that's why it's getting three planets. This is not getting four because it didn't blow us away. As, so if you watch our Incredibles review, you'll... Any <laughs> film <laughs> we that it. gives you callbacks to both Johnny Quest... And the original Outer Limits is aces in my book. Yeah. And if you watch our other video with The Incredibles, you'll know we really liked that film. It was like we were a couple of fan fans yeah. just Still gushing. geeking out 14 years later. Yeah. Oh, man! I'm still geeking out about it! So, Incredibles 2, good film. Good film. Good film, well <laughs> worth watching, but just not quite as brilliant as the original. Exactly. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. See you next week. Alrighty, go. How do I always open it? Welcome to C-Square. No, no, the thing before... Do I say this is C-Square? I think, yeah. <laughs> this is... <laughs> this is C-Square. <sighs> Stop okay. laughing. This is C-Squared. No, it isn't. <laughs> oh, okay. This is C-Squared. I can't, I can't, this sounds wrong. <laughs> this welcome is C- to C-squared. No, if you go, this is C-squared, or welcome to C-squared, the reviews be honest, be polite. Okay. I think I don't say this is. I say welcome, don't I? Okay, say welcome then. Welcome! <laughs> okay. Picks up. <laughs> the cat. <laughs> Here's the third member of our review team <laughs> who's uh, here to help out. Do you have any comments on uh, Incredibles 2? Not really. <laughs> Not really. Not really. <laughs> um, I made a note here. Um, I didn't need to say that, but. Uh, <laughs>